Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, June 10th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today, we bring you sounds from the Chiefs and more audio than we've ever presented on this podcast. But what Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyran Matthew had to say was interesting and important. They each talked for about 25 minutes and almost exclusively on race and social injustice. Reid spoke with a passion I've never heard at a press conference. Mahomes and Matthew have become NFL leaders on these topics, and they have started down the road to increase voter registration. So let's just get into this, starting with Andy Reid. All right. Listen, it's uh, again, it's my pleasure to get with you guys as we wind down here and get ourselves ready for uh, for the summer break, however long that might be. Um, we... Uh, we know we we won't have players in the building here, so we'll finish up just like we we normally would. But um, and so again, I appreciate your guys' patience throughout this you know this whole off season. It's been a unique experience in a lot of ways uh, with the coronavirus. You know, our hearts go out to those people and uh, that have, that have had to endure the frontline people that have just been absolutely awesome and. In particular, the people that have lost their lives. I mean, that's uh, been tragic for those families. And then, uh, you know, with um, with the issue with uh, the racial issues going on now, I, I mean, it breaks my heart. I'm, I'm uh, uh, you know, I'm a I'm an old head, so I've been around long enough to have seen a few generations and had a couple, three different generations come through, including my own and. I'm 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 so happy. I'm so fired up about our younger generation, man. I mean, they are they are taking it and and uh, and, and they're attacking this thing the right way. And and uh, I just think I, I mean, we have this great country, and these these kids know how great this country is. Um, they absolutely know how great it is, and all they want to do is make it better. And I, I think that's a beautiful thing, especially. Like I said, I'm not getting any younger, so I've got grandkids, and I just I'm I'm blessed that these these guys are are all do, and ladies are are doing this uh, and standing up for for what they believe. I was I was lucky enough to grow up uh, around uh, diverse uh, cultures and uh, religions, everything. So I in Los Angeles, and and uh, and then obviously I I, I was in sports. At, same time so uh, my respect for people uh is is for that for people and and uh we're sitting here with uh uh with with this this push on on black lives matter and absolutely they matter man i think it's a beautiful thing um i i'm i'm in complete support with them i i believe in communication i i believe in what my my parents taught me about at times like this you have uh, you have a you have large ears, man. You sit and you listen and you learn, and, and you become better. And uh, and so that's where uh, that's where I'm at. I, I, I appreciate Patrick and and uh, Tyron for what they did and and standing up and, and making a statement um, that, that allows all of us to to be in a better place where we can where love is first and. And uh, and we can we can surround all of ourselves with, with great people and most of all respected people uh, that we come in contact with. Uh, this world is a great thing. I, 
I go way back to, to I'm just, I'm glad Heavenly Father gave me an opportunity to be here, first of all. So, um, and then uh, there's a reason why uh, our players in the National Football League um, get so excited to come to work every day. The head coach, the coaches get so excited. Myself, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for others here, but I, I get fired up every day because I get to work with, with our guys. And, and uh, I get to see how smart and um, how much they just thrive on life and competition and, and, uh, and just the greatness in which they bring uh, to my spirit every day. And uh, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's I, I, I always wish that everybody, everybody could feel that. Um, uh, and and the, that's what really the, our guys want, man. They, they want to they take this and allow others to feel it, man. And, and we've got to be open-minded and open-hearted uh, to do this. So I, I, I respect how Clark Hunt has taken this and, and jumped in with the players and just said, hey, listen, I'm in support. I'm, I'm all ears, man. I want to learn and I want to listen and I want to help. And, and Mark Donovan has been just tremendous with the guys as Brett Veach has been and, and, um, and their support. And, and Tyron and Patrick have kind of headed up with the players um, and, and putting together uh, some thoughts on what they can do uh, to make things uh, better um, uh, in, in Kansas City here, and, and they're working through that, through that now, um, which I, I just, uh, again, I appreciate and, and completely, completely support it. Um, so I, again, um, I, my, my, my heart goes out to the, to the three people that have passed away, but this isn't, this isn't something that's new. I mean. I saw it as a young person and I, and it's going on today. Technology has exploited it here. So we can all see it and you better believe it, man. You better believe it. It's uh, it's real and it needs to end. Um, and in our hands, uh, uh, us old folks, man, um, this younger generation, they are, they are studs. They, they believe in themselves. They believe in each other. And, um, and and they believe in equality. And and let's jump in, man. Let's jump in full-fledged. Let's jump in. Let's learn. Let's listen. And let's make this place even greater than it already is right now. Uh, and, uh, and and we have a chance to do that. Um, with that, listen, I, um, I'd like to tell you that the, the off-season has been um, – it's been interesting for those reasons there, but it's also been a great learning experience for our players and, and coaches. We Not only have we learned all this technology, but we've also been able to incorporate it into teaching. So even though we don't have the players on the field, we're able to spend a couple hours with them and, and, and teach. And, um, and we've, we haven't slowed down a lick I and mean, we've introduced new things to the guys um, and we've gone back through and reviewed our scheme vows that the coaches spent a lot of time this offseason going through and being critical and, and trying to better ourselves. Uh, we've got plenty of room to improve, and, and we're all willing to do that. So um, uh, that's, that's where we're at. Again, we have another week left here. Uh, next week we'll finish, we'll finish up right this week here. We're actually going back through, like you guys know we do, going back through our opponents um, uh, 
AFC West opponents and uh, in our first our first game, which we know now. So uh, and we're going to get ourselves ready for camp. We don't know exactly what that's going to represent uh, going to camp. We, we don't know where we're going to be or how we're going to do it and all that. Um, but we'll keep our ears open and we'll be ready uh, to roll, man. And whatever situation is presented to us, we're going to dominate that and, and work our tail off uh, um, to be great. And that's that's where we're at. All right. Uh, with that, time's yours. <clears throat> Start with Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks, Adam. Good. Um, just to make sure I understand, you, you are finishing up this week. This will be it for the virtual offices. Next next week will be our last week. Okay. Next week. Okay. <clears throat> this week is opponents, uh, and then next week would be where we would have normally had our mandatory mini camp. So we'll finish up that. We'll finish up next week. Okay. Um. You said earlier that you're in full support of everything Pat and, and Tyron and, and everybody else is doing in support of Black Lives Matter. And, and you talked about Donovan and Clark and everybody else is doing that. Can you talk about how you all are, are supporting the players in that respect? Yeah, so um, they're, they're heading towards a, a program of voter registration and working through uh, teaching and educating through uh, with, with the voters registration and and that's, uh, again, we're working through that as we speak here. So, um, and we'll have, a, we'll have a statement for you once we, we get it all taken care of. Let's go to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Coach, thank you for the time. Um, you know, the protests that are going on right now, a lot of players are saying that those protests are going to carry over into the season, that there will be kneeling uh, for the national anthem mm -hmm. at the games. Uh, I know how that, uh, you know, was a very controversial subject, right, several years ago. Um, have you had conversations with Patrick, with Tyron, uh, about what the plan is for the players, what your plan is? Has the league spoken to you? Has Clark spoken to you about how that will be able? Yeah, no, I haven't even gone there. I, uh, this isn't about kneeling. It's, a, it's about uh, progress, man. And so we all get hung up on this other deal. That's not what this is about. If we can just focus in on uh, on appreciating life, appreciating people, not judging by the outer skin. I, I, you know, you asked this, this question, man, and I appreciate you asking, but I, I used to do a thing with, with blow pops. And when I talk to, talk to kids and try to educate, this is from when I was young and up through till today. And I take four blow pops, pick three kids, say we're going to have a blow, bubble gum blowing contest, right? Within one of those blow pops, I take the wrapper off, put a $100 bill up around the wrapper. Not one time in the 50 to 100 times that I've given this talk has anybody picked the wrapper that's messed up, right, that looks like it's been messed with. Because everybody, you know, people judge by what's on the outside, what they see, instead of getting in and, and enjoying what's inside, which, you know, is in the this example would be that bubble gum, man. And so uh, let's not, let, let's get away from judging. And, and this goes for everybody. This goes, you know, but let's, we're, we're talking about racial issues here. Let's get in and, and let's, let's see what's inside people. And when you do, you're going to see beauty, man. There, there's some beautiful, beautiful people out there that we're putting walls up against that we don't have an opportunity uh, to meet. We're not here on earth very long, man. I'm, I'm taking advantage of every person I meet. I'm going I'm to take advantage of that person and try to shoot them and look at them for the good. And then, 
if they if they prove opposite, then, then I'll go that direction with it. But I'm a I'm gonna give people an opportunity, and I've I've tried to do that throughout my life. I, and again, that was for my parents and my upbringing and where I grew up. So, but um, this this whole thing, I mean, it it needs to end. I, I'm sorry for going off there, but I I was just trying to fill you in on kind of a little something there. Go ahead. So I just, just, I mean, do you anticipate having conversations about, I mean, it is a, I understand what you're saying, coach, but, but this is, you know, a lot of what the players have said is that people. That's not where I've been or where I'm going. No. Okay. That's not where I'm at right now. And I don't want people to focus on that. That, that, This is bigger than that. Right. This is more important than that. And and right now I know people are going to start counting heads and focusing on this and that, and that's terrible. That's not what this is about, man. Don't worry about that. Worry about getting better, and and uh, and and uh, go out and do that. Introduce yourself to somebody and make a friend, man, and see how good people are. Let's get back to some of the basics. Let's go to Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, Andy. How, uh, as a coach, I guess, how proud are you of your guys, Ty and 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 Patrick, to become? basically overnight kind of leaders of the NFL and leaders of what's going on right now with these players. I love it, man. I see it every day. That's why I get fired up to come. These, these, and, and it's been that way since I've been a coach. I'm telling you this generation, I've been coaching for a couple generations now and that's why I get fired up. And you, you guys ask me every week, you ask me, Hey, I see you sitting with Patrick and, and talking. And I tell you every week, I listen to what Patrick says. I listen to Eric Bianami, my, my calf guy. Listen, right. I listen. And so how important is that? Every, I, I think that's a be, it's a beautiful deal. Dig in and try it. You know, let's try it. And everybody, I'm talking, listen, I, I grew up in the city. So I, I know there's the, the, there are gangs for every, for every, fa- for every race. There's a, there's a gang, right? Let's pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes and, and try to see the good in each other, man. And, 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 and it, it will work out better. It'll work out better for everybody. And, um, and it's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're all humans. It's such a good, and, and that's the beauty of this thing. We're, we're blessed to be here. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy, thanks for doing this. I have uh, two questions for you. You mentioned uh, Clark earlier <laughs> in your original statement. Just can you give specifics as to what the conversations were like when you saw the players video and how Clark hopes to, help their efforts? What specifics have you guys had in terms of those conversations? Uh, Clark, yeah, let me, let me, give me, I'll, I'm going to get both your questions. I'll take one at a time. Okay. I don't, want, I don't want them to run together for you. Okay. So, listen, um, Clark was unbelievable. I mean, he was, uh, he was so proud of those guys and he, he called them and talked to them. So, um, and, and uh, that's how Clark does uh, for whatever, however people see it. He, he's unbelievable with, with the guys that way and he's all in and I, our guys know it, you know, that, that's why you don't hear a lot of chatter and, and that they, they, these guys, they, they know that they, they have an open ear to talk to and whether it's Clark, Mark, Brett, myself, it's, it's a, uh, it's an open ear. We're, we're there to, to listen and, and, and we're all in it together. I mean, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're a team. That's what team is. That's the beauty of this thing. And you, and you mentioned earlier with Patrick and, and Tyron maybe putting together a voter registration program. How, uh, as an organization, are you guys going to try to 
either get behind them or try to push sort of the oh, issue that, that that players want. Absolutely. Oh, no, absolutely. No, we're, we're, we go in. Now, those guys are heading it up. I'm proud of them for that. But Clark Hunt's right there with them. And so um, I'm proud of that, too. He, he's, he's all in and we're all in. So it's, uh, uh, that's what we need to do. We're, and I'm doing way too much talking here, but it, the talking needs to stop. And we need to, you know, dig in and let's go, man. Let's go do something. Uh, let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Coach. First of all, thank you uh, for uh, talking with us. Now, I know you mentioned earlier about uh, you know the players, but if they decide to take a knee, and I don't, and, and I don't want you to really, I don't want to, I don't know, I don't want to say that you're setting the side, but if they decide to take a knee open tonight, would you and 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 the, your coaching staff not only take a knee with them, but you know peacefully protest? And then also, Coach, you know, I know you talk about everybody look inside and see the good of one another. If they were to do that, we wouldn't be in the situation right now. What about this particular video right here, right now, made the Chiefs organization come out and, and, and Patrick as well come out and say something? Obviously, when, Pat, when uh, Colin Kaepernick first, uh, you know, uh, kneeled down or whatever, you know, we talked about it during, I think, during the Chiefs when you all played um, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers a few years back. And then, of course, uh, senseless murders have taken place by police officers since that time. But then now this particular video, this particular time, why here, why now? You're talking about that video right there. What's the beauty of that? The beauty is that it's all different people coming together. I'm right down by the plaza, man. I see it. Uh, the, the beautiful thing that is that it's not one race supporting. Uh, I mean, it's not one race. It's all races supporting Black Lives Matter, man. And, and, uh, and, and that gives me chills just talking about it. That's our younger generation. That's what's going to uh, set up this country for my grandkids. And, uh, I mean, I'm fired up for that. And the Colin Kaepernick, it's, you know, it's, I'm not going to get into all that. I don't know all the answers. I, I don't have all the answers for this, but I, I just know that picture you just showed me and asked me about, that fires me up. That fires me up. Let's go to BJ Kissel. Go ahead, BJ. Oh. BJ, you got us? Yeah, sorry. Uh, Coach, I just want to say I appreciate your time just uh, echoing what everyone else has said. I'm just curious, during this time, you know, what experiences are you leaning on, either through mentors that you've watched uh, as a coach, you know, growing up in this business, or just situations that have arisen uh, that you can kind of lean on as far as how to keep a team together and how to communicate with the guys uh, in a situation like this to maintain that, that togetherness that you pride so much on uh, yeah. your team's having? Yeah, so listen, I mean, I grew up, in Los Angeles during the sixties and seventies my high school is a melting pot. I had a Japanese head football coach. I had a Hispanic defensive court. I mean, you know, it goes on. I mean, that's, this is what I had. I, I had black teammates, Asian teammates, Hispanic teammates, um, middle Eastern teammates. And, and, uh, and, and you mess with one of them. I'm going to get after you. You know what I'm saying? We all came together. That's a team, right? That's the team. So, I mean, that's how I feel. I, I'm, I'm all in. I was raised that way. I, I, I don't see the, those other things. I, I, you know, I see humans. I'm not, I'm not looking at the wrapper. I'm going to look at what's inside. And I'm going I'm to get in there and I'm going to find out, man, are you a good person? 
Are you willing to work? Um, do you care about other people? Um, what's inside, man? What makes you tick? And if I can help it tick a little better, I'll try to do it. If you can help, you know, take your strengths and help me tick a little better, let's roll. I mean, let's go. I mean, and I, I'll go all day and I'll be your biggest supporter. And if somebody messes with you, I'm coming after you. You know, that's that's how I go. But it's because of the upbringing I had and the way I was I was raised and where I was raised. Looks like we've got three more hands up, guys. So we're going to go Pete, Sam, and then Herbie to close us out. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, thanks for taking your, uh, the time to do this. I, I was wondering, one of the big parts of Roger Goodell's statement the other <laughs> night was the league just finally admitting it, it was wrong. And you've always been a, a league-first guy. I just was curious some of your ideas of how potentially the league could come through this and go from you know, one place to work to a better place to both play and, and to work. Yeah, no, I listen, I, I think Roger, he was a stud right there. I mean, that's a, uh, that's a hard thing to do, to say I was wrong. How many of us have a hard time saying that? And, and listen, time can do that to you, right? So we've all been in that position where things change. And it's changing right now. How great is that? Every generation's changed in some way to get us to this point. Now we get to put, put it down and end it. And, and like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm big on this. So it, it makes the NFL better. It's going to make our country better. It's, it's a, we, we live in a great place, man. We are so lucky to be here. My guys tell me that every day. They know that. And now they get to make it better. They do. If you take that and you take what we do as a team and what we talk about all the time is how can we become better than we were before? Now, you might have to take a step back to be greater, to take a step forward, right? So that's what these guys believe in, and, they, and they're, you're seeing it now. You're seeing everything that we see every day and, and, uh, and why we get so fired up to talk to you guys and, and deal with y'all. So I've got to get over that prejudice with you guys. I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's, but that's how we, that's how we feel. We, we're, we're, uh, um, we see this, um, and it's so exciting, man. It, it keeps old, like I said, it keeps old heads like me young. So. I appreciate it. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, uh, Andy, just echo. Thanks for making the time. Um, quick question. I'm just the, the reaction from the league, specifically players, is so much different now than it was, you know, four years ago, for instance. Do you have a theory on why that is? Are guys feeling more empowered? Are they just feeling stronger about the, the issue? What's your theory on that? Yeah, I think it comes back, uh, now that I'm dealing with all this technology, I think it comes back to technology helps uh, us learn here. And um, we, we know the evils of it. Um, uh, there's good and there's bad and everything, right? So, but there's, there's, there's good in this. And so people saw this firsthand. So that's why you, the picture that we just saw, um, everybody's in. Everybody, everybody's talking the same talk here. We're, it's time to change. Uh, and like I said, I'm proud of the, this generation for doing that. I mean, I think it's a neat deal. But I, I, again, I think it's, what people see and they've heard it over and over. Now they've seen it. And, uh, you know, I think it's a positive thing. Okay. Herbie, go ahead and close us out. Hey coach. Always a pleasure. And, uh, thank you for sharing your passionate thoughts. Um, I have two questions here for you. I mean, I can go with one and then like, kind of like what you did with Nate, or you want me to go ahead and fire both at one time? Yeah. You throw one at me, Herbie. I'm okay. So <laughs> 
there are a couple of reports out there this morning about a, a shortened preseason as well as the Chiefs potentially starting training camp on the 25th of July. How much do you agree with shortening the preseason if you do have to report on the 25th? You know what, Herbie, I'll, I'll do anything that we have to do. Um, I want to make sure people are safe. I think we all do, right? We want to make sure that um, that there's no repercussions and we're in a time of change uh, with that, with the COVID-19, right? So uh, we're learning new stuff every day and and the doctors and scientists are doing a phenomenal job. With it. So uh, let's see how it goes. I think the league is feeling probably the same way. They haven't given us anything on start date or not other than uh, what was the start date before. So rookies are in the 22nd or you can bring them in a little bit earlier, I guess. But, and, and uh, you know, you mentioned that we have this new CBA. So I've gone through and uh, with training camp, I put together uh, along with Eric Bieniemy and Spags and, and Tobe uh, a regular training camp. And, and so uh, with flexibility, if we have to go a different direction, we can do it, but we're ready. We're ready to roll. And by the time we leave, we'll have a completely uh, set. And then if they give us new rules, then we can change it. We, we can change as we go. But right now we're, we're full fledged on and, and I'm sure they're going to be different things, hurdles that we got across, but we'll, we'll be ready. My, my final question, coach, and you, you mentioned COVID-19 Alabama, Auburn in the past week, they've had players out there practicing and they've tested positive for coronavirus. How do you go about balancing as a head coach going all out knowing that, that that threat is still out there. What, what is your message to the team and the players that, that they do have to stay safe? Well, yeah, stay, yeah, social distancing. All those things I, I, are important right now until we know more. And uh, we, we know that right now that works, so let's focus on that. And, and until we know something else, and we'll, we'll do something else. But this is new, and, and uh, so let, let science kind of help us along with this thing. And, and we still should – you know, hopefully time takes care of it, which it normally does on these things. I've lived through a couple of these different types of things. Uh, um, you know, I had the opportunity of coaching in San Francisco when the AIDS epidemic was going on. So I, I, I felt that firsthand and, uh, and I, I get the, the urgency there, man. So but let's, let's just hang with it and see. And we, we all know there's going to be some kind of change potentially going on and, and, and we'll adjust, you know. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Patrick. What's up? Can you hear me? Are you, you see us okay? Yeah, I can see y'all. Uh, believe, I can see some of y'all, so hopefully it pops up when y'all talk. Perfect. All right. Well, if you're ready to get started, we're ready to roll. Uh, I am. Don't. I'm sorry if my dogs start bark, barking in the background. <laughs> no worries. Um, uh, we'll kick off with questions and we'll go to BJ Kissel. Go ahead, BJ. 
Thanks for the time, Patrick. I just, with your platform and just the status that you hold is, you know, one of the faces of the NFL right now, just how have you worked through the challenge of understanding the scope of all the different things that are happening right now in ways that people could help while figuring out for you specifically how you want to help and how you want to push forward in trying to make change? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that I, I've done is just lean on people that I respect who I believe done it the right way. And I, I've been lucky enough uh, to grow up with a lot of great role models around me and uh, just trying to find and listen to them as they as they talk to me and then other people around the league who I feel like I've done it the right way and listen to the advice they give me and then trying to make the, the best informed decision uh, as far as uh, what I do and the next steps I take to move forward. Because like you said, I've been given this platform and I want to make sure that I can do whatever I can to make make the world a better place in whichever way that is. Let's go to Sam Nellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, hey, Patrick. Uh, thanks for the time. Did uh, Can you name names on that? I'm just following up on your answer there to BJ. Can you, like, who, who specifically did you talk to that you respect? And is this something you plan on doing more of going forward? Yeah, I mean, I'll name a couple. I don't want to name everybody. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, I talked to those guys in the video, like Michael Thomas. I talked to my godfather, LaTroy Hawkins. I talked to my father. Um, and then I've talked to talked to coaches and, and, and people that I, I respect, like Coach Reed, and and really just got as, as much information as I possibly can. And there's several others uh, of people I talk to um, that I get advice from every single day, um, and I try to do that as I, I make any decision and, and, and do whatever it is uh, that I end up doing. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick, hope you're doing well today. Um, understanding that there's a lot of voices and a lot of players involved in this in this player movement right now, but none of them are you, and none, none of us quite accomplished at your age what you've accomplished in your career. Are you aware of what kind of weight your presence lends to, to the cause here? Yeah, I, I'm definitely aware. I'm aware of, of everything. I'm aware of, of my surroundings. I'm aware of, of – uh, coming off of a Super Bowl championship and being uh, being the quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team, but I, I've always believed in and people, and I've always believed in when people do things together and do things uh, for the right reasons and have a good heart when they do it, that things get done and changes change happens. And so that's how I've always I've grown up. Uh, like I like I kind of said in my statement, I've grown up in a locker room, so I've seen how people have come together and and strive to for a certain goal and to. to go do things. And I believe that if people have the right intentions and have the right heart uh, and come together, that they can really affect uh, the world and make it a better place. Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Oh. Harold, you got us? We got it now, Brett? Yep, we got you, Harold. Go ahead. Patrick, you hear me good? Yep. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, I just wanted to ask you going further with this message that you sent, what would kind of be your message to some of the young people that look up to you now that you're in a position where you're looked at uh, as an MVP and a champion? What's your message to the young people that have to deal with some of these things with racial inequality and maybe their dealings with the police, something through your past that you may have gone through uh, that was dealt with in a, in a racially motivated way? What's your message to them that look up to you to say, hey, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to try to make myself better and see how you're bringing people together to come back and make a better place. I, I would say to do the, the same thing that, I, that I've done uh, my entire life, and that is to, to talk to the people that have, have taught them their values and have taught them the right way to do things and, and, and listen to them because they've, they've had those experiences. And I'm, a 23, I'm 24 years old, so I, I'm, I'm maturing and learning things as I go. 
Um, but I, I've learned a lot from people like my dad and Latroy Hawkins and Coach Reed and and learned that that there's ways to handle things in order to get your point across and to and to respect people and and do the right thing. Um, but you have to, to learn and have your own experiences to do that. And so just taking as much information as you can, making the best informed decision that you believe you can make and uh, try to do whatever you can to, to make the world a better place in every action that you take. Let's go to Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. Patrick, you've kind of gone from the leader of a franchise winning a Super Bowl to now basically the leader, the face of the National Football League. How do you kind of view your responsibility as now as the face and the leader of the entire league? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's always been about just being the best person and the the best teammate and and the the best friend that I can be with whoever I interact with. Um, that's what I was taught at a young age from my mom and then from my dad and 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 from everybody around me is treat people the right way and usually and usually you get treated uh, the same. And if it doesn't happen, keep your head up high and head held high and uh, just go out there and and be the best person you can be in every instant. And if that's on the, on the football field, or if that, if that's uh, listening to one of your, your best friends talk about their feelings or whatever it is, um, just be the best, best role model, the best person that you can be. And all the other things will handle itself. Let's go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Steve, you got us. Can you hear me? Yep, Can we got you. Ask? All right, cool. Uh, hey, Patrick. Hey, a lot of guys in the league have said that they wish they would have done things differently uh, in support of Colin Kaepernick, but they were scared to do so at the time just because of, you know, how they would be viewed by, by fans, ownership, potential sponsors, and so forth. I lost, but, uh, I lost them there. For, I lost you there for a second. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you again. Say again. Hey, a, a lot of guys in the league have, have said they, they wish they would have done things differently in support of Colin Kaepernick, but they were scared to do so at the time because of how that would be viewed by fans, ownership, potential sponsors, and so forth. Leading up to your statement uh, that you made via social media and also the Black Lives Matter video, Matters video, uh, did you have a concern of any possible backlash that, you know, what fans have said? And have you seen anything, uh, both positive and negative? Yeah, I mean, I feel like with every decision that you make, there's going to be positive and negatives. Um, and that's, that is the world that we live in today. But I believe in both my statement and the video that I made that it that stuff needed to be said. Uh, we needed to come together as a, as a, a group, uh, as players, and show that we believe that Black Lives Matter and that, that we believe that this needs to be informed and we need to be the role models to go out there and take that step. And obviously um, – it was great to, to find the support that we have gotten from the Chiefs, uh, for me, uh, from Coach Reed, from Clark Hunt, Mark Donovan. Uh, I've talked to Roger Goodell, and, and, he, and he has shown his support to us. Um, but it's, it's, it's something where I'm always going to be informed of my decision and understand that there's going to be good, good and there's going to be bad. Um, but if I believe something and I truly believe it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like Coach Reed says, let my personality show, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand behind my words and uh, I'm going to take whatever consequences that comes with it, and hopefully they're positive. Um, but I'm going to be the best person that I can be first, uh, whatever that is. Let's go to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Hey, uh, Patrick, I just wanted to know what you made of the, the Drew Brees, you know, 48-hour period, the change of heart, and what kind of what that says about him. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I know Drew. I've known Drew for a, a pretty long time, just being from Texas, and I know that he is uh, a good person and he has a, a good heart. And obviously, his statement 
missed the point and and missed what was going on in the world today and took away attention from from the movement that was going on and the peaceful protesting that was going on. But I think you see with his actions afterwards, and I, I, I believe with his actions moving forward, you will see the true person that he is and, and how much he cares about his community and how much he cares about the people that he's around. And uh, I mean, time will tell, but I, I, I've known from every interaction that I've had with him that that he's always shown me the, the utmost respect. And I, I believe that his actions will show that uh, as, as we continue to move forward. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick, I appreciate you taking the time to, with us uh, to discuss all these matters here. You mentioned a lot of the support that you had, and unfortunately in today's society, you're also going to have your, your share of the detractors. What would you say to the stick to sports crowd to, to make them open their ears and, and hear their message? Yeah, I would just say that you have to, you have to believe that we, we are people too. And I, I feel like uh, those people have kids and they understand that their kids – can play sports and their kids could possibly be in the same position that we're in. And, and they would want their kids to show their, show their heart and show who they truly are and try to affect the world in the most positive way possible. And that, that's what we, we believe that we're doing. And so obviously we know that not everyone agrees with everything that you're going to say, but just know that when we say stuff, we mean it and we care and we want to make the world the best place for our future kids and for generations to come behind us. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey Patrick, hope you're doing well. Um, I have two questions for you. The first being that Andy Reid a little bit ago said that you and Tyron are trying to work together on creating a voter registration program. Uh, can you just share as many details as you have as of now? And then why was that the first step that you guys wanted to uh, make as part of this movement? Yeah, and I think it came from from talking and listening to teammates and people just throughout our organization. And obviously with the, with the voting, coming up as far as local offices and, and, and everything like that. We wanted to make sure that was on the front of our mind. Um, we've talked about several things, uh, nothing that is completely in form in stone, but voter registration was one big one that we, we really want to move forward with. And so we've had initial talks with Clark um, and we've talked with Mark Donovan and, and we actually, we've set up a meeting for next week with uh, our committee uh, and with a lot of the players that are kind of the leaders on our team and we're going to try to find the best way to, to get, give money or support or whatever it is to get as many people registered um, to, to vote. And so they can go in and try to affect change in every way that they feel possible. All right, guys, we've got four hands up. We'll try to bust through these real quick. So uh, Len Jennings, let's go to Len. Go ahead, Len. Uh, Patrick, uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, speak with us. Um, you mentioned uh, recently about your social media posts. You talked about the team in the locker room, and I believe it's the same post that you also mentioned your parents. Was there maybe a conversation you had when you were a kid, but maybe you realized that something wasn't quite right, where you had a conversation with your parents, and and what have they done for you as you go forward with this huge endeavor? Uh, maybe some advice that you get from them going forward. Yeah, I think the it's it, I always ref, I always reference back to it in a lot of different situations, and I've, I've talked about it today, but. Uh, I never had uh, a talk or like kind of how people have had with their, their dads or, or their parents about being black and, and the, the inequalities that you could possibly have. And I was blessed to be in a, a smaller town, a smaller hometown where everybody kind of knew who I was. And I never was put in a situation where I, I, I felt like I was I was not getting the same privileges as someone else. But as I've, I've grown older, I, I've, I've learned about it. And, and, th and through having a black side of my family and I've seen 
how, how they feel about it. And I've talked to people like, uh, that, that are on that side of the family. And I've also talked to people that are on my mom's side of the family. And I just feel like I have a great perspective of, of, of how people feel and how, and how, how the black community feels of, of how they don't feel like they get the same, uh, uh, I guess, rights and, and value in some situations. And so my job, I feel like having my platform is to, to do whatever I can to, to just bring those, those feelings to light and let, let the rest of the world understand how people feel and so that we can be a better community and a better, a better world together. All right, we're going to go Darren, uh, Darren, and then Pete. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Patrick. Uh, first things first, man. When you do the voter registration, I've ran political campaigns on the on the national side. I hope I get a chance to work with you and the players on this. But uh, it's a two-part question. I want to know, could you take us through your thought process from when you first saw the video murder of George Floyd taking place to when you decided to make your initial statement on last Monday? And then what decision-making went with you being a part of the Black Lives Matter video? And then I'll follow up after you answer that question. Yeah, I mean, the, the first part of your question um, – I've actually, I, I can't watch the entire George Floyd video through and through. I've watched it, I've watched it in parts, um, but it, it, it hurts me too much to, to my soul to see, see him and, and feel like I can't help. I can't do anything to help, to help uh, the situation that happened, the horrible situation that happened where, where George Floyd um, got murdered. Um, but to me, it just affected me knowing that I have people in my family who have, who have, been in and out of jail and that, that could have been put in that situation. And I, that's where it took me is that could have been one of my family members. And that could have been someone that I cared about. And, and I know how much hurt that his family must be feeling, or I can't even understand it, honestly. But, uh, that, that was, I wanted to sit back and listen. I didn't want to act off of anger. I didn't want to act off of, of hurt. I wanted to listen and make the best informed decision that I think I could to help, help the, help the world, help the community with my platform. So that I felt like that was my first, my first, where I kind of came up with my statement of trying to unite and, and show love to everybody. Um, and then as, when I got the video, Michael Thomas actually sent me the video and the, and the script. Uh, and I, I love the idea and I wanted to just get every piece of information that I, I could on it. And I called uh, everybody that, I, that I, I really trust and talked to, talk to them about it and, and decided that I, I really felt, I felt like I needed to be in this video and, and I needed to show my support to you to unite with the players and show that we care and uh that was that's kind of how we came to make that video and obviously the nfl has came back and shown and made a video to kind of support what we said and we think that's the first step but we want to make sure that it leads to action and it leads to to different things that we can go out in the community and do to make the the world a better place couple of things. Uh, I will say on behalf of the black community, we do appreciate you speaking up and speaking out. There were questions before, but, but, but your participation in that video spoke volumes to us. But going back to this particular, what about this particular murder caused you to speak up and out? Obviously, Ahmaud Aubrey happened in February. The video came out in May. Breonna Death Taylor uh, murder took place in March. But why this one and why now? Yeah, I think it was it was just kind of a, a culmination of just seeing all of this happen and, and, and wanting it to stop and wanted us to find a better way of, of preventing this, these instances to happen. And it's not that one of them was more significant than the other. It was just all of the, all of it happening. And then me feeling like enough is enough of, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. And uh, I was, I'm blessed to have this platform. Why not use it? And I feel like I've, I've gotten, as I've gotten older and I've, I know I'm still young, I've learned a lot. And, and I think that's, that was one of the things 
is I know I have this platform. I know not everyone will agree with it, but I'm going to do my best to, to, to make the world a better place. And this is the right moment to do it. All right, Sarin, let's go to Sarin. Go ahead. Uh, Patrick, thank you for your time. I'm curious, uh, you know, very quickly, Roger Goodell responded to the, the player's video. Um, and and that's, a, that's a new approach from what happened when Colin Kaepernick led the, uh, the kneeling protests, uh, the peaceful protests that happened uh, the last time. That's great that the, the words were there in support of what you guys are talking about, but actions have to follow, right? I know, Coach Reed, and we've discussed uh, the voter registration that you're talking about, but in your mind, there, there are a number of players that have talked about that they're going to kneel uh, when the games start again. In your mind, there was a lot of blowback from the owners last time. If the owners are not uh, allowing that, even embracing uh, a peaceful protest on the field, in that manner, is there really change from the owners in the league? And furthermore, have you spoken with Colin Kaepernick? And and can we say that the league has really changed if Colin Kaepernick uh, does not have a job in the NFL this year? I, I have not uh, had the chances to, to speak with Colin uh, Kaepernick, um, but I think, like I said earlier, I, I believe in people, and I and from from every conversation that I've had since that videos came out, everybody has shown support. Of, of us uh, and we talked about peacefully protesting and we talked about uh, finding ways to fund social injustice programs and initiatives and at, from Roger Goodell to to Clark Hunt to Mark Donovan to players around the league I feel like everybody has that same passion and and wants to to make this thing right and and to do it the right way and so I feel like uh, I'm gonna give the, everybody those chance I'm gonna give everybody a chance I mean obviously action is gonna is gonna have to happen we're gonna have to make sure that we that we do go out and and we make things happen within our community. If 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 you if players kneel on the field, they have the support of the the team behind them, and I think that's just something that we're gonna have to see. I mean, obviously, a lot of talk we've talked and we've and and we've peacefully protested in the communities and everything like that. But until people go out there and 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 action happens and change happens, uh, we won't know for sure. But I'm very excited for the opportunity to go out there. And, and be a part of it and be a part of the change that's, that's going to happen in our community. Okay, let's go to Pete, Pete Sweeney to close us out. Go ahead, Pete. Pat, thanks for taking some time with us. I, I have two things. Just on the field, I was wondering uh, just how much time do you really need in your mind to be week one ready with so many uncertainties? Um, I'm just curious, is it two games? Is it, a, is it three or four weeks of a, a Andy Reid training camp? And then, again, with all these off-the-field matters, I was just curious if you have ever given any thought to whether or not you plan to peacefully protest during the national anthem uh, this fall. Yeah, I mean, first off, on the, on the field, uh, I feel like I've, I've been staying in, in pretty great shape. Obviously, not we haven't been at practice and practicing and doing those things. But, I mean, as of right now, it looks like we're on the right track to get there and be in training camp and doing those things. Um, but I, I've been throwing with guys. I've been working out with guys. I've been doing whatever I can uh, um, to stay ready, uh, knowing that we're missing these OTAs and we're missing these these mini camps and everything like that. Um, but uh, I'm 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 excited to get back with those guys and get back working and, and being ready as soon as as soon as possible, knowing that the season will come quick. And as far as as far as kneeling, I, I've I've never thought that. Um, the kneeling, it's not about who kneels and, and who doesn't kneel. It's about having the right to peacefully protest and to recognize that social injustices are, are happening and that racial inequality does happen every single day. 
And and I just want the community to be somewhere where everybody, including black people, ha, uh, feel like they can go into the community and be safe. And whatever way that is, um, whatever actions that we can take to do that, it's all about doing that as quickly as possible. All right. Uh, let's start with uh, Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, Ty. What's up, my man? How are you doing? Very good. Hey, when Michael Thomas contacted you about being part of the video, what was your kind of first reaction? And now that you're kind of a leader in the face of the National Football League, what kind of responsibility is that for you? Uh, well, uh, when he first reached out to me, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a great idea. Um, he actually needed a couple more guys that he was just trying to see, you know, who had, you know, mo the most influence, who would be willing to, you know, put the name out there and, um, so it was kind of good to see a bunch of guys, you know, with great influence uh, throughout the NFL, you know, be a part of that. Um, I, you know, I think our social responsibility, you know, I think it goes far beyond the football field. Um, you know, uh, I think we have a true impact in our communities. Uh, I think we're able to influence, you know, masses of people. Um, and, you know, for us, it's about, you know, owning that um, and, and doing it the right way, um, you know, and, and being conscious that, the only way we're going to ever get any kind of change is if both sides, you know, are willing to change. And so uh, that, that, that's the biggest thing is to, you know, fall forward uh, together. Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. There you man, go. Help. Go ahead. Hey, I hope you're doing all right, man. Uh, obviously, I, I saw what you did uh, for your New Orleans community with what you're doing with you know, paying the rent and everything uh, for uh, some families down there. Just did this kind of encourage you to do even more than what you were doing? You do so much within the community, but did this kind of be a call to action for you to even do even more and try to step up and make others step up as well? Uh, just what you're doing off the field as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, I always preach, you know, to, to my guys, to my teammates, you know, former teammates, um, you know, how important it is for those guys to use their platform, you know, um, some of those guys come from big cities. Some of those guys come from small cities. And um, I think if all of us reached back, we, we were all kind of important in our communities uh, at one point in time. Um, and it's important for us to never forget that. Um, and and even, even with that said, um, you know, us being where we are today, it's important for us to go back into our communities and, you know, educate them, you know, continue to push those guys forward. Um, and I think this, this right here, everything's going on, I think a lot of guys are going to step up. It's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be much more than guys, um, you know, pitching football camps back home. Um, uh, I, I see a lot more guys really getting involved in their communities, really trying to push it forward. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyron. I hope you're doing well. Um, you talked a minute ago about the, the player video that you were involved with, uh, with, with Michael Thomas and everybody. Were you aware when you did that or agreed to do that, what kind of impact that video would have? I didn't. I didn't. Um, you know, we, uh, us as football players, we, we don't really think like that. Uh, we, we tend to just do things and, you know, uh, you know, whether they have a good or bad effect, um, I, I don't think the intentions of the video wasn't to necessarily be, you know, heroes. Um, I, I think ultimately we just wanted – we saw ourselves as the guys to say something. Um, and – I know for a lot of us, um, you know, it's been going on a while, you know, and um, it's probably, I mean, most of us would consider this the, the second time around. Um, and, you know, the first time around, a lot of us didn't speak up. Uh, a lot of us wasn't vocal um, for, for many reasons. Um, and uh, I just think right now, collectively, 
uh, everybody just wants to see everything pushed forward um, uh, the right way. Um, and, and I think it's important. Let's go to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tyron, thanks for, <laughs> sorry, uh, kids are in here. Uh, th thanks for the time. But um, I want to expand actually just on what you just mentioned. Like you said that some of you would, would consider this a second time around and a lot of people weren't vocal. Why, why is this different? Do you guys just feel more empowered? Are you just more fed up? Are you more aware of your influence? What, what's the difference now? I, I think people are tired. Um, you know, um, I think the first time around, um, you know, a lot of people wasn't necessarily aware. You know, um, um, you know I think when Kaepernick and those guys did what they did, um, you know, they just did it. Um, I don't think that they necessarily made every player on every team aware of what they were going to do. Um, and I just feel like right now it's a, it's a more overall concern amongst all players. Um, to, and, and, we, and I think most of us understand that we all could, could have been, you know, Colin Kaepernick in the sense that, you know, um, you know, we wouldn't be playing football anymore. So I think all of us are just taking it, um, you know, personal in the sense that, you know, yes, that could have been us, but what are we going to do about it going forward? Um, and I think that's where we're at right now. Let's go to Vahe. Bye. Go ahead. Thanks, Brad. Hey, Tyron. Um, just a, a few minutes ago, we saw Andy Reid speaking uh, with what I thought was pretty passionate and sincere uh, discussion of, of his feelings about race. And it made me think that that is a little bit of how he connects to you guys. Did, did, have you felt particular inspiration from him during this or, or, or connection with him about uh, these sorts of things in the past? I mean, you know, I've always I've always respected, uh, you know, Coach Reed, you know, really outside of the, um, you know, the football field. You know, even if you're able to work with him, um, you know, you could see you could see the kind of impact he has on everybody, um, including minorities um, uh, and the kind of opportunities that, that, that he's offering these people. So um, I, I think, you know, for me personally, I always I always knew what Coach Reed stood. Um, and, and I think he's always on the side of right. He's always on the side of what's fair. Um, and I think most importantly, he's about his players. So, um, you know, it's been good to kind of talk to those guys, talk to Clark Hunt, you know, Mark, Brett, um, you know, have that open line of communication where you're, where you're able to talk about, you know, tough topics, you know, um, uh, and it's important, you know, going forward that we're able to, to continue to do that um, because we have such a good football team. We have a lot of young guys. We have, you know, a few older guys, but for the most part, you know, most of us are comfortable with each other. And um, so it's important to kind of continue to, you know, push each other forward, uh, fall forward together, um, you know, knowing that, you know, we do have a, a real family here. It's a real family atmosphere and, you know, um, it, can, it can be sensitive. So, um, you know, it's important for us to collectively push forward. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Tyron, thank you for taking some time with us. Um, I was curious, in your words, you're always a, a thoughtful guy and, and you're a guy with kids. You started with the video the other day. What do you have to see both in the NFL and the world, say, a year, two, three years from now to say, okay, I, I think we really accomplished something here? Yeah, I think, you know, ultimately you would like to see, you know, obviously you would like to see, you would like to stop seeing, you know, um, you know people killed you know, on video, whether it's on video or not, um, um, you would like to see more people, more, more people step up, um, you know, no matter what side of the fence they're on. Um, um, and I think most importantly, um, you know, like I continue to mention, um, you know, it's all about us coming, coming together, you know, collectively. Um, 
And, and we all come from different parts of the world. We all come from different spaces in our lives. Um, and I think the most important thing to understand is that, you know, in order to move forward, we're going to have to love each other. We're going to have to listen to each other. Um, we're going to have to, you know, begin to understand each other. And, um, you know, I just look at the world as such a big place, such a beautiful place. And if we're able to come this far, you know, with so many issues, um, you know, imagine, you know, how far we can go if everybody collectively works together. Um, I think one of the things, you know, we're going to do, uh, myself and, and the Chiefs included, um, which I've talked to Clark about this, but if we're able to really, you know, impact, you know, voter registration, if we're able to really give those people a voice um, and, and really allow those people to to really go into their communities and, and, and really select their leaders, elect their leaders. Um, and I think that's going to be very, very important going forward. I think if you want to change um, anything, um, you know, you're going to have to educate people um, on what it is that they have to do to change things. And um, a lot of times, um, you know, it's a lot more than just protesting, you know. Um, they have to really find a call to action. And I think voter registration, um, I think that can impact a lot of people. I think that can really, you know, see, see good change. Let's go to BJ Kissel. Go ahead, BJ. Hey, Tyron, thanks for the time. I just, along those same lines, you talk about voter registration. Just what of the, why was it that the, the kind of thing that you guys as a group landed on? I know there's a lot of different things out there. What was it about that one in particular that just uh, kind of resonated with you guys as a group? And then I have one quick follow-up. Yeah, I think, well, uh, you know, I think we can sit here all day and, you know, talk about a lot of different things, right? And, and most of those topics are very sensitive. They're very tough conversations. Um, and I think voter registration, isn't one of those conversations. Um, uh, I, I think it impacts everybody. Um, uh, I think everybody can, you know, be a part of that. Um, and, and like I mentioned, you know, um, if people could really, you know, even guys like myself um, and more guys like me, if, if we can make voting cool, if we can make that a trendy thing, then, you know, um, we're really we're really changing the future. We're really setting these kids up for a great future. Um, we're really allowing these kids to, you know, access to more opportunities, um, you know, offering these kids more education and um, more resources. And I think the way to do that is to put people in office that are going to do that. And one of the one of the, uh, probably the most important thing is, you know, to vote. And so but a lot of folk don't think that's cool. And um, maybe maybe we can make that maybe we can make that a cool thing again. And the quick follow-up is, what is your message to people that, that have the best of intention, who, who want to help, who want to do the right thing, but as you mentioned, the call to action? What's your advice to those people who want to help but don't know where to start? Ah, man, just throw your hand. I mean, it's, it's so many huddles. There's so many, so many different entities that you can just throw your hand in. Um, there's so many different services that, that you can volunteer for, um, you know, so many different foundations. Um, that that uh, I, I I do a lot of stuff in the community, so if anybody's looking to do something, they could they could just holler at me. But um, yeah, man, I, I, you know, so many different things, so many different people offer so many different things, and um, you know, it, it's going to be up to us whether or not we want to support that, whether we want to get involved with you know certain community affairs, and um, you know, which I hope that that a lot of people, I hope a lot of players, I hope a lot of athletes and, and entertainers. Um, I hope we use this time to make those things cool. Um, going back to our community centers, um, you know, really putting money into those places. Um, 
you know, after school study, um, study halls, um, you know, making sure that these uh, recreational parks are funded, you know, um, the right way, making sure those guys have equipment, uh, making sure those guys are, you know, making sure those guys have transportation, you know, uh, it's just a lot of ways that, that we can really help, you know, um, uh, people that don't have it and people, people that don't have it aren't only black folk, uh, you know, they're white folk too. Um, they're Asian, they're everybody. So, um, I think it's going to take a total, total group effort. Um, I think the, I think the whole world, uh, is at attention right now and it's the perfect time for, for all of us to, to help out anyone. It can be anybody. So let's go to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Tyron. Th thanks a lot for doing this. Uh, good seeing you. I want to ask you the same question that I asked Patrick Mahomes. Um, as with any, any message, you're always going to have your share of supporters and, and your share of detractors. But, like, given the platform that you have, what would you tell the, the folks who sit on the stick the sports side of the house so they are, they are able to hear the message? Um, you, know, I, I, you know, it's hard. Um, like I said, um, a lot of us are – you know, deep in our communities. Um, you know, we feel the need to, you know, speak up, you know, for our communities, um, about our communities. Um, you know, um, you know, it's up to us to defend our community, to defend certain people, um, to 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 shift certain narratives, to to shift certain perspectives about, you know, my people. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm excited about where this world is, even though, you know, you know, dealing with COVID and then falling into this um you know it's been tough on everybody um and i just hope that we all can really use this time to to collect ourselves first of all i think we're most powerful you know when we're calm and collected and you know from there we can make great decisions we can we can do great things with our actions and um i think that's most important okay let's go to nate taylor go ahead nate hey tyron good to see you man um I know you mentioned about how making change happen needs to come from, you know, people being more educated. When you get the opportunity to speak to Clark Hunt about this specific topic, whether it's Clark or even Mark Donovan, what did you want them to listen from you so that you feel like they were educated about your viewpoints and your perspective as it relates to Black Lives Matter and obviously the, you know, sort of the protests going on in America and what the NFL can do to help change the community? Yeah, well, you know, he asked me, you know, um, me and Clark had a great conversation. You know, he asked me, you know, what was it he can do to help me, to help people? And, you know, for me, it's been that, you know, voter registration, you know. And um, I think if we can really do that, if we can really, you know, impact the polls um, and really make it fair, too. You know, a lot of local communities, a lot of small communities, black communities, even those people that are voting, it's a hassle, you know, two, three hour wait. So if we could really get a program going, man, to to get behind that, to, to be the first ones to, to make that thing cool. And, and then to see 30 other football teams do it and 30 plus, you know, basketball teams do it. And, you know, I think that right there, you know, cause a lot of sports teams are, are, are you know, it's full of minorities, you know, it's full of kids from black communities. Um, you know, it's full of those people from urban areas and, you know, um, it's going to be our duty. It's our responsibility, man, to, to understand that, yeah, we may do have a million dollars and we may can, you know, fix, you know, some things to a certain extent, but to, to, to really make change, to really, to really see our kids have a future, to really, to really see young black minorities, to let any minority, you know, hold, hold great seats of power and great offices. Um, 
I think that comes through voter registration. You know, young kids going to the polls is no different than players going to a football game. <laughs> you know, I want to be like a football player. Well, if these kids start to go to polls and they start to see, you know, these black senators or these minority people that, you know, have come from these certain spaces and yet they're here to help them. Um, I can only imagine, um, you know, how many great people this world will, will really, really begin to breed, you know. Okay, let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyron. Um, you talked earlier about um, the, the, the movement maybe a few years ago when, when Cop, uh, Colin Kaepernick was maybe leading the, uh, the peaceful protest. And it seemed like you maybe had some regret about how you handled that situation back then or how, what your involvement was with that situation back then. Did I read that right, number one? And what, was, what did you do back at that time? And, and were you at all concerned back then about maybe the consequences to yourself or your career if you did become more involved? Nah, I didn't. You know, um, I didn't. I didn't. I necessarily. I didn't think about my career. You know, I, I think I was in a different space than most people. You know, um, I think. I think what I had was fragile. You know, I had went through a lot to get to where I was at, and for me, it was about continuing to turn a certain corner. Um, and, and so my, but that was my focus was on, you know, it was making me a better person, you know, trying to be the best teammate, you know, trying to avoid, you know, negative headlines. And, you know, so my focus as, as I grow older in this league, I'm, I'm, I'm mature enough to understand that a lot of things, you know, are beyond me and it's okay to go beyond me, you know, um, to, to help people. You know, it's not about just me fixing myself or building myself up or making sure I'm strong enough to, to handle my life, um, you know, I think uh, at, at many times in our life, people are going to need us. Um, and but uh, you know, I've, I've reached out to a couple of those guys who've, who've, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but those guys aren't playing football anymore. And for me, um, it was about it's a respect thing. You know, um, I think I'm at a different space right now where I'm able to kind of understand, you know, more things in the NFL. It's not just about Tyron Matthew, the player, you know, staying straight, not getting suspended. You know, I think my priorities are, are, are bigger now versus when I was, you know, 24, 20, 24 years old, you know. All right, guys, we've got time for a few more. We'll go Ruth, Sarin, and then Herbie to close us out. Go ahead, Ruth. Sorry about that. I was going to unmute myself. Hey, Ty, how are you? Good. These have been really tough times. First we hit COVID and then we hit all the unfortunate things going around George Floyd's death. You've got kids. These are tough conversations. How have you approached this with your own children and any advice you'd share? Yeah, I, you know, I, I teach my kids to love themselves, um, to, to really love themselves. I, th I think, you know, if we're able to love ourselves, appreciate our ourselves, you know, we're able to really accept other people for who they are. You know, we understand that that's not a reflection of, of who we are. So for me, it's all about educating my kids on love, man. Um, teaching them to love themselves, teaching them to love their neighbors. Um, and, and then it's like the greatest rule of all is just, you know, always have respect for people, always have respect for environments. Um, even when your environment's negative, you can show great respect by leaving, <laughs> you know? And so um, that's what I try to teach my kids. And they're still young, but um, I think they're at an age, you know, six, seven, where they're kind of understanding certain things. And so, but ultimately um, for me, it's about teaching those young kids to, to love themselves, to, to love their friends, to, to love the life they live, you know? Um, and 
to ultimately respect everyone. Um, so uh, I think that's that's really what I'm preaching to my young kids. Let's go to Seren. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Tyron, thank you for your uh, time today. Um, you, you know, you, you talked a little bit about going back to what what was done with Colin Kaepernick and, and some other players joining in. And, and clearly, right, that didn't fix everything because here we sit today. Uh, along the way, it was very clear that the NFL worked against that movement. Um, Roger Goodell basically said as much in his response to your, to your video. What do the owners uh, need to do to keep this movement alive, to, to be on board? Uh, it, does it include Colin Kaepernick having a job uh, in the NFL? Does it include them embracing players that want to peacefully protest uh, in and around the games? What, what, what would you like to see the players do? You mentioned people look at you as a player and say, well, you may have a million dollars. Well, I can look at the owners and say they have a billion dollars. So what, what needs to come from the uh, owners in your mind for them to continue this so that we're not four years from now having the same conversation after watching another video? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. You know, I think Colin Kaepernick, you know, I, I had the luxury to play against him earlier in my career. Um, definitely feel like he's worked, you know, um, being a part of uh, any NFL team, whether it's a starter or a backup. Um, uh, along those lines, um, I think what the what the owners can can do and they can continue to do is continue to listen to their players like they like they have been, um, you know, continuing to take, you know, you know, can take our honest opinion, you know, on a lot of things. Um, and because they do, you know, have the have the finances and have the you know political pull to to really see to a lot of change. And I think that's going to be, you know, very very important, you know, going forward. Is that you know players not feeling like they can't you know speak to upper management uh, about you know certain issues that they may truly be passionate about. You know, I think some of these players are you know I think half of their passion is football, and then others you know they have passion for other things. And for some people, it's you know, seeing change, you know, seeing equality. And so, you know, um, I think it's a lot of things that the owner could do, um, the owners can do. I think most importantly is to, you know, obviously see, offer, you know, uh, Colin Kaepernick a tryout. Uh, hopefully he's in somebody's camp this year. And, um, um, and then, you know, obviously continue to see minority coaches continue to rise, um, you know, throughout this league, um, throughout this game. Um, um, and because that's going to be very important, you know, a lot of these coaches, um, you know, whether they're white or black, um, you know, they do a lot for the team. A lot of the culture, a lot of the attitude, a lot of the environment, a lot of the structure comes from, you know, assistant coaches. So um, to be able to continue to see certain guys move through the ranks, um, that'll always be great for us. Um, and, you know, continuing to see our, um, you know, our, you know, superstars step up, you know, whether they're white or black. Um you know, um, I actually reached out to Drew Brees. Um, you know, he he had been somebody I had admired, you know, my whole life. Um, you know, I still remember the day, you know, he brought the championship to New Orleans. I think I was like 17, 18. You know, I, I went straight to Bourbon Street. I had to go celebrate, you know. Um, and But I've watched him do so much for the community. Um, and so I still hold that respect for him. So, um, you know, uh, and it's going to be important for guys like him to continue to speak up and fall forward into because he do so much for, for the community. He do so much for black folk, uh, my folk, you know, down in New Orleans. Um, you know, I, I always admire him. You know, when I'm not there, he's the one, you know, really holding that responsibility. So um, it's going to be important, you know, for us to continue to fall forward together. Um, and I, like I said, um, that's how I think we're going to be stronger together. That's how I think um, we'll see, you know, real change. Uh, and, you know, it's a great world we live in, but um, 
I think it can be so much better. And, you know, I think that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, Herbie, you want to go ahead and close us out? Sure. Hey, Tyron, a, a two-part question here for you. I know you're a football player and, and, and you want to get back to the football season. How comfortable are you with the NFL's protocols to bring players back? And the second part to that is, how do you approach the break between next week and the start of camp, knowing that coronavirus is still a threat out there? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, you know, I just obviously, you know, my rule number one every day I wake up is to protect my family, you know, um, so definitely wouldn't want to be, you know, uh, bringing anything back home, to, you know, to my family. Um, but, you know, um, you know, along the other lines, man, I, I miss football. It's been too long, you know. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, I, I actually told somebody today, I don't think I ever checked out. I'm still, like, in football mode, and I think that's a good thing for me. So um, it don't matter when we start. Um, I'm going to be ready to roll. Um, I'm excited about it. A lot, of, a lot of my teammates are excited about it, um, even though this offseason has been, you know, a little bit different uh, than, than most. Um, uh, I think we've actually got a little bit better. I think we got a little smarter. So um, hopefully most guys have been using this time to make sure their body is right, making sure their mind is right. Um, um, because we have been through a lot these last couple months. And to go to football season, um, you know, uh, it's going to take great leadership. It's going to take great accountability um, for everybody, for all 32 teams. <laughs> you know, uh, it's going to be a lot on a lot of people's mind. And um, I thank us as a team, you know, we got to be able to use that as our advantage. We got to be able to lock in, um, you know, really, uh, you know, be there for each other. You know, so I'm looking forward to it. Whew, that was a long one today, wasn't it? Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Links to stories about the Chiefs can be found in the show notes and always on the Red Zone Extra app. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands. It's a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage. And that includes the Sports Extra on the E-Edition. There's more than 20 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus extra sports news and business coverage. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the sports patch or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best news and sports coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Thursday with another episode. Mm-hmm.